Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insights into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at pirb.co.za for more. It's a warm and hearty, lacquer warm and hearty welcome to you, the listener and the viewer out there. This is another technical podcast or a technical episode of the Professional Plumber Podcast. Uh, in this specific episode, we're going to talk about a reverse thermosiphon in a solar system. And as usual, for these technical podcasts, I have with me Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, welcome to you. Uh, good to be here again. Uh, you know, it's almost becoming... Um, what? easy now <laughs> you know practice makes uh, or practice makes it look easier but it's not it's not always that easy but it's all good man thanks for for having me again yeah for sure we've got sound to be concerned on lighting to be concerned of cameras focusing at <laughs> <it> us now <laughs> richard so in today's episode we're going to talk about uh, reverse thermosiphon specifically in solar systems uh, but before we do that, um, I think there's much to be said about it. I'd like for us to hop into a quick ad break. So to our viewers and our listeners out there, don't go away. We will be right back after this. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Good day. How can I help you? Hi. I'm here to log in my COCs, but I seem to be having an issue with my computer. No problem. But did you know that you can log your COCs using an app on your cell phone? Oh, what app is that? It's called The App Plumber. Do you have a smartphone with you? Yes, I do. Oh, well, let me show you how it works. Not only can you access your PRB profile on The App Plumber, but you can also earn CPD points while exploring the plumbing industry in the palm of your hand. Download The App from Google Play Store and join thousands of other happy users. Welcome back. You are still tuned into another technical episode of the Professional Plumber Podcast. Now, my name is Willem Klopper. I am your host and I have with me, as usual, for these technical podcasts, Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, just before we went into an ad break, uh, I said that the topic of discussion for today is reverse thermosiphon in solar systems. Now, I think just to start off and, and, and just to sort of, uh, I don't know if I want to call it refresh people's, uh, you know, their memory uh, about thermosiphon. Let's talk about thermosiphon itself and explain to us just what that is before we actually get to the reverse of thermosiphon. Yeah, yeah. 100% Willem. I think, uh, you know, to understand reverse thermosiphon, you need to understand what thermosiphon, what the term thermosiphon is referring to within, certainly specifically within a within a solar system. But 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 broadly speaking, you know, thermosiphonic action is a, 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 a means or a mechanism of what they call passive heat exchange. And it, it is a natural phenomenon uh, found in nature. 
and uh, it relies on the natural convection. Now, you can think of convection in sea currents, in air currents. All of the winds that we experience as a weather phenomenon is as a result of convection and thermal differences between bodies of or masses of, of air, exactly the same. So thermosiphon action, the only difference between thermosiphon and thermal action in atmosphere, for example, is that it, the word siphon means that it, it refers to a bit of a closed loop rather than, you know, an exit. So it's a term used in many uh, sort of systems and, and many of them man-made. And it relies, as I said, on the characteristics of, uh, of, 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 of water, in this case, what we're talking about, and specifically the, the characteristics of different water at different temperatures. So water that is um, hotter will be less dense and therefore lighter and water that is cooler will be more dense and therefore heavier and it will tend to want to sink down and displace the hotter water and the hotter water will migrate and find its way to the top and the cooler water will always want to be at the bottom so this is that, that's what we would call thermosiphon and and that is the basic description of what it is and and then we can start to take advantage of it within our systems all right, Richard, so I've listened to what you've explained about thermosiphon, and it's about the displacement of the, the different densities of water because of one wing being warm and the other being cold. And that displacement or movement, um, I also heard you in your, in your, just when you were closing off your, your explanation there of, you used the phrase, it's then that we can start taking advantage of. So if I understand it correctly, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is it that the natural movement of water then uh, is responsible for heat transfer as well? Is that how we can try, take advantage thereof? And if it yeah, is so responsible for heat transfer, how? How does it work? Yeah, quite right, Willem. So the in a, in, let's stick with the term thermosiphon. So in a thermosiphon system, you have a solar collector or a panel which is lower in elevation. It's below the tank. It's underneath the tank, and the tank is on top. So in a thermosiphon system, we said that cold water wants to be at the bottom and hot water wants to be at the top. So we want the hot water at the top, so we put our tank at the top. So through that closed loop, we will have that the loop connecting these two items will have one pipe going to and one pipe coming from, and the, the natural displacement of the cold Dense water will want to migrate downwards into the collector. It then gets heated by the sun, and as it gets heated, it gets less dense and hotter, and then starts to be uh, displaced by the cooler water coming down. And hence, that uh, that um, uh, circuit or that flow is 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 started, and it continues to 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 gather momentum, and it continues throughout the whole day as long as there's sun shining on that collector. So that is how. A conventional thermosiphon system will gather and store heat, taking advantage of the natural uh, uh, thermodynamics within a fluid system. And we've closed it, remember? So we've, we've closed that loop. And so we've contained it and we've taken advantage of a natural uh, physical law. All right. So that clears up the meaning of, and it gives me as a layperson a better understanding of thermosiphon. Um, yeah. What exactly is, because the topic of today is, uh, today's discussion is reverse 
thermosiphon. Yeah. I'm not sure whether that is a good thing or a bad thing because it sounds <laughs> to me as if thermosiphon is a good thing. So what is reverse thermosiphon? So let me just say this, that in nature, there is no such thing as reverse thermosiphon. Thermosiphon is thermosiphon. You will always find the hot stuff on top and the cold stuff on the bottom. The reverse part of it uh, is, is, is what we term, the human beings put a, put a term to it, and we've got a certain solar system that we, that we say, well, now it's reversing. But it's only reversing because we don't want it to be that way. And that is a system whereby your tank or your, your storage and the collector have swap positions. So in so now all of a sudden your collector is above the level of the tank, and this is sometimes necessary in systems where you know homes because of the design of the home you don't you can't put a tank on the roof or don't want to see a tank on the roof or whatever the case may be. Your collector is higher than the tank, and so if you allow the natural thermosiphonic action simply to take place. You can imagine all of the hot water is sitting in the in the panel and all of the cold water is sitting in the tank. And so that doesn't work. So what we have to do, we have to still allow the heat gathering from the panel, but we have to force that heat into the lower tank by means of a pump. And we pump it and we, we keep it there because the pump stops and then it, it allows it to keep it there. And that's all good. So we gather heat during the day and our tank is nice and hot, but now nighttime comes and with the pump switched off, even though it's switched off, there's still a pathway for water to flow past the, the mechanism of the pump and the reverse thermosiphon, natural thermosiphon takes place, but it's, it's the reverse way in which we want it to be for the system. And what happens is all of that hot water migrates to the panel. It's cold outside because it's overnight. It radiates the heat energy out into the atmosphere cools down, drops back down because it's now heavier, displaces the hot water in the tank, and so that thermosiphon system starts to occur naturally, but it's not what we want, so we call it reverse thermosiphon. And you wake up tomorrow with either no hot water in your tank or your electric is kicked on mm. uh, at 5 a.m. and you wake up to lack of hot water, but you've got no idea that that's not solar-heated it's electrically heated water, so you've saved nothing. So, hence, it's a very bad thing in a solar system. All right. So, so we, that, that's reverse thermocycle. So, the, 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 I mean, the, the crux of it is that it's not a good thing. It's, it's the no. reverse of what you actually want. But, Richard, certainly there must be ways to sort of, I want to, for a lack of better terms, call it to combat it um, or yeah. to prevent it from happening. But just before we get into those details, because I'm sure that our listeners and our viewers out there are waiting for the exact same answer. How do you prevent it from happening? Uh, what, do you, what can be put in place or how can it be prevented? So just before we get into the details of that, uh, for our listeners and our viewers, I want us to just go to another ad break. So please don't go away. Do stay tuned. We will be right back after this. With the current state of electricity supply in our country, combined with the rising prices consumers face, you can be part of the solution by helping your clients switch to solar. Complete the articulated SAND 1010-6 domestic solar water heating systems course to become an accredited installer. In celebration of Heritage Month, 
articulated offers a 10% discount, making now the best time for you to make the switch. The PORB Master Plumber Recognition Program has officially arrived. As an essential service to society, there must be constant growth and development within this important and ever-changing industry. Developed by the POURB, the Master Plumber Recognition Program has launched as a new POURB designation, allowing industry champions to take the lead. Skilled and experienced plumbers equipped to take the lead, enroll today to start your journey in becoming a recognized POURB Master Plumber. Welcome back. You are still tuned into another technical episode of the Professional Plumber Podcast, uh, hosted by myself, Willem Topper, and Mr. Richard Bailey. Usually for these technical podcasts, we're discussing reverse thermosiphon in solar systems. And just before we went into the ad break, uh, we discussed what, firstly, what thermosiphon is itself, uh, and then what reverse thermosiphon is. And we discovered the fact that reverse thermosiphon is actually not a good thing. It's not something that you want in a solar system because it defeats the purpose and it's sort of just a waste of having spent that money installing an expensive or, well, a fairly costly uh, system. Richard, so just before we went into the ad break, I mentioned to you that surely there must be something that can be done or I have a question to then shoot to you. Is there something that can be done to prevent this, to sort of stop it from happening? It's very simple, uh, Willem. Uh, Absolutely there is. Uh, Otherwise, we wouldn't have pumped solar systems because they would be redundant. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, absolutely there is. There are two. So there is the the 100% foolproof correct way of doing it, and then there is the perceived correct way of doing it. And there, I just want to touch on something called heat traps. A lot of installers think or assume that heat traps are going to do the job. What a heat trap is, is essentially, if I can just draw it with my finger, is instead of the pipe just going from point A to point B, it goes from point A to point B and then does an upside down U and carries on to point D or whatever the case may be. So that upside down U, the thought process behind it is that heat is unable to find its way because the, the, there's some cool water and some hot water, so it kind of blocks the path. Now, uh, that's what we call a heat trap. Now, in a looped system, remember, have a feeder, we have a pipe towards and a pipe going from. So it's a closed circular loop. You have pressure from a positive sense and you have a negative pressure in this loop. So those two combined pressures easily overcome most cases easily overcome that heat trap. Mm. And the heat trap then becomes ineffective. So a a pumped solar system with only a heat trap as a prevention for reverse thermosiphon is very, very often still experiencing reverse thermosiphon. So heat traps have their place, but not in a closed loop. They have their place in a single uh, hot pipe, largish diameter hot pipe riser, and if you're having thermosiphonic losses within the pipe, because that's possible, you then loop that pipe into an S and it stops that dead because it's one pipe. You haven't got a return. So heat traps have got their place. But in a looped system, you want to put a mechanical barrier, and that is a spring-loaded non-return valve. 
which we install. And the best place to install that is right next to the pump, whether it's upstream or downstream, doesn't really make uh, much difference. Put it right next to the pump because now it is between the two shutoff valves that you have to put either side of the pump in any event for servicing of the pump. Now you can service the spring-loaded non-return valve at the same time. Plus, because the pump is installed on the cold draw-off pipe close to the geyser, it is essentially the coolest part of the whole system, which places the least stress on both of those components, hence the position of the pump there. Plus, it's over the tray, and that's where to put it. You can service it. You can. It's there. It's in your face when you are servicing the pump. You attend to it. And uh, that is how to prevent it, Billen. Richard, again, from the perspective of a layperson, just to get some clarity from my own perspective, uh, as I understand it, so you have your collector. Um, it heats up through the sun. Uh, that water usually, under normal circumstances, it would want to push up. But now your, 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 uh, your tank is lower. Maybe it's positioned within the ceiling. Um, and, and, and now... You have a pump in place to ensure that that water goes down instead of up. And you put a a spring-loaded non-return valve in place just next to the pump and and also between the pump and the the shut-off valve. And that stops the water from going back into... Because it's it's warm now, it wants to go out of the tank back into um, into the collector, and and yeah. that is the way so, to sort of that is the most effective way to to prevent reverse thermosiphon. Yes, yes, but it must it must be said, Willem, that it needs to be serviced and cleaned and checked regularly. So you can't just it's not just a put in place and forget. You've got to go and check it out. You've got to get a service and maintenance regimes solar systems as a whole, especially pumped systems. If a pumped system is left to its own devices for five years, it's going to start, well, even before that, it's going to start to malfunction and not work properly. Uh, have to Im- you really make sure that the client understands that, um, that you, this is not just a plug and play. You have to be back there once a year to clean, to check, to rectify, to search. Uh, uh, descale, uh, perhaps replace, etc. That is vitally important. But yes, William, you've got it right. The, 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 that's the mechanical spring-loaded uh, non-return valve allows water to flow in one direction, but not the other. And, and within a loop, that means that you're keeping the hot water where it's supposed to be and the cool supposed to be. So yeah. Richard, I want to get back quickly to what you said about there's a perceived way um, and you spoke about heat traps that do have their place um, in yeah. some systems, right? Um, but it's, I found it very interesting that you said that there's a perceived way. Because that just reiterates the fact that installers may think that they know the correct way of doing something. And at the end of the day, it's a perceived correct way of doing something. And hence the importance of checking things like the requirements of standards and how things should be done correctly according to standards. Hence, the importance of, of even perhaps taking a proper course to become an accredited installer. I mean, there is, what was that? The, the, is it the 1010-6 solar, uh, solar installation right. course? 10106, yeah. 
yeah, the 1010 solar heater installation system core, uh, solar heater system installation course. I mean, for, for people out there, just to, 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 uh, to understand the importance of the fact that number one, your work should be compliant to the requirements of the national standards, the applicable national standards. And number two is those standards make, the, the requirements are there to make the thing as optimally functional Function, functioning as possible. And, yeah, and absolutely. Yeah. Hence the importance yeah. of, of, of things like those courses. Hence the importance of, of going back to your requirements of your standards. Yeah. It's the same telephone syndrome. We've all experienced it in our lives. And and unfortunately, in, uh, in, uh, in many trades, uh, and especially trades where where CPD is not, and let's go, we, we talk, I mean, let's talk about it, where CPD is not, uh, a, 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 a across the board requirement. You have this broken telephone, and people get educated via this telephone line. Mm. And this telephone line's origins somewhere in the distant past. Yeah. It, it is convoluted to a point where it is, and manipulated to a point where it is just being. Uh, we, we've we've designed it to what we want to hear because it's easier. And the fact of the matter is that uh, a thing like a heat trap in a thermosiphon. In a, in a pump system will not work. So, so Willem, there are some instances where it is shown to be to be functional and it works just fine. But there are those other instances where it doesn't. In other words, it's not one hundred percent fail proof. In other words, it is not a recognized. It's not something you can use to say, well, this is the solution to all. It isn't. Rather be safe and put in the mechanical non-return valve, the spring-loaded thing, because you cannot throw a blanket over every single installation and say a heat trap will work for all of them. You might have experienced one or two that it did work for. That's great. So have I. But it doesn't mean that it's a solution for everything. So, And this is what I mean. So, yeah, these details are very important, uh, Willem. And the thing is that in a solar system like that, because it's electrically backed up, it can, Mrs. Jones can have this thing running for years inefficiently, not saving a cent, and in some cases costing more and not know about it. And you've got to ask yourself the question, well, is that fair on the consumer? Is that the type of product that the plumbing industry wishes to give to the consumer? And is this our legacy? And if the answer to that no, then got to brush up on these details. Uh, it's also your your you as a plumber. It's also your reputation. It's the the plumbing industry's reputation that's at stake. For sure, Richard, I want to thank you for for the valuable information for clearing up a couple of things specifically for a layperson like myself. <clears throat> um, you know, I always say that I learn a lot from these technical discussions that I have with you. So to our listeners and our viewers out there. Um, for you who are interested in, in learning more about solar systems, um, you know, like Richard and I mentioned, there is the, the, tens, the, the 1010 or SANS 1010 solar installation course. You can find that on www.iopsatraining.co.za. Go and find the course there. Become an accredited installer. Solar is becoming more in demand, especially 
especially with the crisis that we have with load shedding and electricity failures and supply in South Africa and electricity costs that are rising and rapidly rising. Um, and alternatively, it's just stay and keep tuning in to podcasts and technical podcasts like these because you are going to either get a refreshing uh, of your memory or you're going to learn something that you haven't known before. Richard, once again, thanks a stack to you. And a pleasure, Willem. Yeah, and then, thanks very much for having me. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Richard. And then to our listeners and our viewers, don't go away yet. Do stay tuned. I'm going to wrap off, but I want you to stay tuned because we are going to give or share with you some industry announcement. IOPSA invites you to join them on the 22nd of September 2022 in Margate, KwaZulu-Natal for their IOPSA KZN Training and Plumbers Evening. The PIRB is proud to announce that this year's Champions for Charity event has raised a total of 71,767 Rand toward charity and would again like to thank every participant, donor, sponsor and contributor. Be sure to form part of this awesome initiative in the coming year. The PIRB's Plumbing 101 show is now also another CPD activity through which you can earn CPD points. Make sure to tune into episodes of this show and correctly answer the applicable quiz to earn some CPD points. As you know, the PIRB loves to interact with the plumbers and they are constantly thinking of new ways to keep this interactivity going. The PIRB understands that there is a lot of lingering questions that plumbers might want clarification on regarding the plumbing industry and the PIRB as an organization. They currently offer a variety of platforms through which plumbers can stay in touch. These include the PRB's annual roadshow and their customer care survey. In addition, the friendly staff at the PRB office are always willing to assist plumbers with any queries or questions. Today, the PRB is proud to introduce yet another interactive platform to assist plumbers that are unable to engage with them on any of their other platforms. They proudly announced the launch of their brand new show called on the couch which will bridge this gap this exciting new show will be launching in october for more information about this show or to raise the specific questions that you would like to be addressed on the show please send your questions in writing to communication at pirb.co.za that's communication at pirb.co.za if you would like to be featured on the show, you are welcome to send us your questions in video or voice note formats to our WhatsApp number at 079-833-6930. That's 079-833-6930. We look forward to meeting you. And finally, it's time to announce the winner of the latest round of the PRB's article writing competition. The winner is Neville Sinken, who wrote about franchising in the plumbing industry. Not only has Neville's article won him an awesome prize, but it will also be published in the TMP magazine on App Plumber to earn him a whopping 4 CPD points. Be sure to enter the next round of this exciting competition.
Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.